Kenny Pickett and the Steelers offense keep on winning in training camp, and it might be a good sign of where they're headed in the 2023 season. We'll talk about that and a lot more here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting app and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes, as well as our bonus content. We thank you for making the Lockdown Steelers podcast your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And we're here to kind of give you an update. Now, if you do remember how I talked about over the weekend, Friday and Saturday were the first back-to-backs offensive Steelers seven shots wins that we had seen all camp and maybe even over since Ben Roethlisberger was at quarterback. Uh, But Sunday that kind of trailed off the defense kind of reclaimed control, but Tuesday it flipped right back to the offense. Uh, When, when I, when I was there, you saw this, the Steelers offense won six to one in seven shots. Now for those who might not be familiar with seven shots, it's the drill where the two yard line, the offense gets seven tries against the defense to get in. It's just a two minute. It's like a two point conversion type of practice, but also practicing for the red zone. It's a really good drill that they do every day during camp minus the first day of, of, of practice. Um, and the defense has largely dominated seven shots for a while, but over the last four practices. Now the offense has won three of them and they won this last one handily it was also a full padded practice. So it wasn't just passing the ball. Uh, basically, uh, they ran a sweep to Najee Harris. That was a touchdown. They uh, Kenny Pickett rolled rolled to his right, hit Pat Frymuth for a touchdown. Kenny Pickett uh, threw a pass to George Pickens. Joey Porter was in coverage and it was incomplete. Uh, and then Kenny Pickett hit us hit on a swing pass to Pickens uh, for for a touchdown. And then Trubisky uh, had I think it was like a like a sort of a toss pass to to Rodney Williams for a touchdown. Darnell Washington had a toe tapping touchdown. And then Miles Boykin had a touchdown while being covered by Joey Porter Jr. Six out of seven, pretty doggone good. And then when they went goal line at the end of practice, which is also which is kind of very similar, except just at the one uh, set of, of the seven attempts, the Steelers offense scored five times. And it was rather impressive. And they ran it in different ways. Uh, it was kind of interesting. They had Connor Hayward kind of get a sneak, like a trick play, sort of where they, they kind of got him the ball in a sneaky way to so that he could kind of just run up the middle for the, for the touchdown. Uh, they did like a play action to uh, Jalen Warren for a touchdown. Najee Harris, they just handed him, and he just kind of just did a really tough run through the defense for a touchdown. Um, play action Gentry. And there was also a Connor Hayward pass to Gentry. Uh, but – all in all, the offense looked very confident and smooth in the red zone in tight spaces, which is something that they did not do last year. And it was refreshing to see. I think it's a very a very good sign that this offense may be figuring some things out. And on top of all of that, it was a heck of a day for us to finally get a chance to talk to Kenny Pickett, who spoke after practice. Here were some of the clips of our conversation with Kenny Pickett when he was talking about the progress of the Steelers' offense. What do you feel like is the biggest difference you've seen in this offense now that it's time to get ready for a 
I think we're, we're definitely taking more shots down the field. I think, you know, everyone here has seen that. Um, we're more consistent in the red zone. You know, it's been great to see how competitive we've been in seven shots and winning a lot of the drills and, and the red zone stuff. So um, our defense is, is top notch. So when you're, when you're having a little bit of success for them, you know, I hope we'll fare all right in the season. Um, so, you know, we got to take it when we get time. Kenny, when it comes to those downfield opportunities, how much more of that is you recognizing those open opportunities downfield versus maybe new stuff that's drawn up? I'd say a little bit of both. I think it's both. You know, Coach did a great job of adding some things. Coach Canada, and, you know, we're down up in practice. And um, I feel like we the things that we added are working really well out here. And I'm glad that we have them in the system. We took some things out. So I feel like we ironed out all the things we wanted to do. And we came out here and we're, we're having some success, some success with it. So I just want to continue that. And uh, we'll see what happens. How much of a difference in the chemistry with your wide receivers this year? I think it's a pretty big difference. Um, you know, having an offseason, having a spring and an early summer, um, all the reps that I'm getting is just for the guys I would be playing with. Where last year I had zero going into when I started playing. So I feel a lot more comfortable with these guys and the timing and the rhythm of the past game is going really important. What things are slowing down so that you're able to win in the red zone and the goal line a lot more because you've been doing that a lot? Yeah, um, I'd just say recognition pre-snap, you know, understanding my answers and what I have, you know, available to me, being able to signal certain things and change stuff at the line. Just doing a lot more than I did last year. You know, I feel like, you know, I feel really comfortable with the system and I'm getting towards that ownership aspect, which I've, you know, been pushing for. So th this is, I think, the big thing here is when you talk to Kenny Pickett and you hear about ownership, you hear about the offense and you hear him talking about it, there's a mix of both what he's allowed to do and what he's able to see to do. I think all in all, this is going to be the first time I think we've gotten a chance to see a Steelers offense with, with a quarterback who I think was in there within their realm to be able to, you know, have the Liberty to make some calls while also being young enough to kind of take advantage of different opportunities. Ben Roethlisberger, his last couple of years, especially in 2021 uh, you know, he was able to make all the calls that he wanted. It was his offense. We know, we know that that was kind of how, how things worked. Uh, even though it was Matt as Matt Canada's first year, just you know, just from observations there. Uh, but he wasn't the same physical specimen he was in his prime when he was just shrugging people like Terrell Suggs off left and right and launching 50 yard bombs and stuff like that. Uh, and then in the same token, you know, Kenny Pickett did play last year, but he couldn't make any of the calls that he wanted. The Steelers obviously limited him because they were trying to protect the team from crazy turnovers, trying to protect him from turnovers. And they were trying to win football games with a, with a great defense and the, uh, you know, a, a, an offense that was trying to just limit their mistakes. And it seems like at least now we're starting to see that peel away in training camp. Now, again, this is training camp. This is all, this is all, Still just practices against Steelers against themselves. It doesn't guarantee anything. And as I always say, you take one practice at a time. This is a really good practice for the offense. And it stacks up with a really good practice from the offense on Saturday and a really good practice from the offense on, on, on Friday. But all in all, it doesn't matter until they show it on the field against an opponent in a game that matters. But these are all good signs. And I think, I'm not just thinking, I'm saying, this is trending towards what everyone was hoping to see from Kenny Pickett in this offense. Now, I'm, I'm telling you right now, it's not going to translate to you know a six play, you know eighty touchdown, eighty yard touchdown drive uh, in in you know all three times that the first team offense is on the field against the Buccaneers on Friday night. That's just not how this stuff works. But we're seeing them find their feet, their, their, find their feet as a unit. Uh, both on the ground and through the air. And I think that should be very encouraging because the Steelers do have a talented defense. So them doing that against this group, 
should be a good sign that the offense is there. And there could be concerns that, hey, maybe is the defense doing something wrong? And we'll see how that plays out. But Kenny Pickett finding his confidence and, and finding ownership in this offense and just, you know, leading up to his second year because he still hasn't started his second year as far as playing games. I think it's a great sign for what the Steelers are able to do. Um, and I think it's something that we will that we definitely want to keep watching here. But uh, for uh, for a Tuesday practice in full pads, what we're seeing, this offensive unit does not look like it's going to be the same limited group that kind of just had to luckily figure things out at the end of games last season. I get the impression this team is going to be putting up putting up some points, you know, not in not in ridiculous numbers. And I don't think they're going to be a top 10 offense or anything like that. But I do think that they're going to be a, a formidable offense that will do just enough for this defense to bring them home. And then for then, uh, you know, against some teams, maybe the, the Steelers will have some games where they're not so close like they've had to be several times of their last of, of their last wins over the last two years. So, again, all I'm saying here is a locked on Steelers podcast. What I was telling y'all could come to fruition in training camp it's at least trending in that direction that this offense is starting to figure things out and Kenny Pickett the game is slowing down for him he's figuring things out and he's making more plays you just got to be patient with growth just like the Steelers were patient with growth with Ben Roethlisberger even though he started right away they did not try to uproot everything that he was trying to do they tried to play to his style and give him space to grow and that's what led to him winning two Super Bowls in his first what four seasons or so in the NFL so or five seasons excuse me but uh point being I this is just another good sign that they're trending in the right direction I'm going to take a few calls from you guys because we haven't addressed calls in this show and I figured this would be a good chance to do so uh on a Wednesday episode so uh stay tuned right here as we got a call about Matt Canada coming up and call with the special teams battles that have been going on in training camp we'll get to all of that in a minute here on the Locked On Steelers podcast again I'm your host Chris Carter but first before we go anywhere else we want to talk to you guys about our great sponsors at Underdog Fantasy and we got to tell you about their great promotion Bet Ball Mania with August being here you know what that means the official start of fantasy football drafting month get championship ready for your home league by trying out Best Ball on underdog fantasy all you do is one live snake draft there's no waivers no trades underdog sets your best lineup every week try it out with underdog's best ball mania tournament the largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and even bigger with 15 million dollars of total prizes up for grabs including an absurd three million dollars going to the winner last year the winner drafted their team in july so don't wait around visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with the promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k E-D-O-N, locked on to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're here on uh talking about a few things like i said we're going to get to some calls here and remember you can call at any point in time to the show 412-223-6644 i've actually told a bunch of you all who have said hello to me at steelers training camp and by the way thank you to all the people who do say hello to me it is awesome to hear that people are fans of the locked on steelers podcast so if you see me at training camp and i'll be there again wednesday uh, if you see me at training camp don't be afraid to holler at me also we're running out of days for training camp it's, it's done after next week that's it's kind of cool because it means football's coming y'all anyways uh like i said 
Uh, we have our call in line and we got a couple new calls that I wanted to get in here. There's a few others that I couldn't fit into this show. We'll try to keep working them into the show. Um, now that training camp uh, after next week, we'll be winding down and we'll be able to start kind of getting back into a normal schedule where I'm not driving two hours a day just to get to uh, Steelers practice. But without further ado, let's get to our man, Nathan Glass. He had a question about Matt Cannon. And I think it's very pertinent to the conversation we were just having about the Steelers offense. Here's Nate. How you doing, Chris? Nathan Glass from California. I have a question for you and maybe one of the uh, guests that you bring on the show. My question is, so far from what you've seen from OTAs and uh, uh, training camp, has your confidence level in Matt Canada increased? Or decreased. Thanks for taking my call. Have a good day. Thanks, Nate, for your call. As always, again, 412-223-6644 to get your question into the show. Leave your name, where you're from, and keep your question under a minute. We'll try to get your question on the show to get answered. So, Nate, let's get to your question. Increased or decreased in confidence in Matt Canada? Got to say, it has been rising and falling <laughs> like a roller coaster but i do think it's increased in general uh, not just because of the last days but because even when things haven't worked out for the offense when it's been like a technical mistake i've been seeing more of the problems the offense has had at times when they've messed up in training camp come from just pure execution like uh for example uh there's been times where a play was drawn up pretty well and a player dropped it and or kenny pickett missed the throw and it's been a mixed bag of results. It's not just one guy all the time. There's not one person to point the finger at right now, um, especially because Kenny Pickett isn't making big bucks. You know, it's different when, you know, you're paying a player a ton of money and they're not delivering in a big in a big way uh, and following up with that. And that happens to a lot of teams out there. But um, in, in the situation the Steelers are in right now with Matt Canada, I've been seeing more play action in training camp. I've been seeing more misdirection plays that actually work. In fact, here, here's some insight here. So at training camp on Tuesday, the Pivot Podcast made their visit, which means Fred Taylor visited, uh, other guys visited, but of course, Ryan Clark visited. And Ryan Clark being a Steelers alum and a Super Bowl champion free safety, he felt he was in the moment. He was just rooting for the defense the entire time, being there in the behind the defense, kind of cheering them on and like chirping at the offense, trying to get a little loud and challenge them with stuff and everything. And there were plays and seven shots and the, and the, uh, and the goal line drill where Ryan Clark was like, like there were times where the defense was getting fooled by misdirection, whether it was a handoff to, uh, to Connor Hayward or a handoff or a sweep pass or a sweep to Jalen, wherever it was, there were times that the misdirections from Matt Canada were working against the Steelers defense. And, and Ryan Clark was like, you can't be doing that. That's not the smart thing. That's not the, that's not the real thing to do. That's not real football. And the Steelers were like, we will take whatever points we can, however we get it. And, and that's the whole point though. You outsmart your opponents. You try to get mismatches that, that, that favor you. And they've worked in camp. And I think it's really interesting that they've worked against the Steelers defense because the Steelers defense has seen some of those things because they've they, they go up against each other all the time. So for them to to fall for them, I think it maybe it's a good sign that some of the things that Matt Canada has really wanted to bring out 
are starting to come to fruition. And it brings us back to something. And I know that if my friend Josh Taylor is watching this episode or listening to this episode, he's sitting here saying, Chris, we've been saying this for years that maybe Matt Canada's abilities to call some of the things that he likes to do, the concepts that he likes to call, maybe that has been limited over the, his first two years at offensive coordinator because maybe in the first year, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, it was his offense. They wanted you know, they wanted to give him a year, so it was you know his year to kind of run the offense and see that, how it goes. And then maybe last year he was very limited in what he could call because they wanted to not have turnovers. They had a rookie quarterback and a backup quarterback that was – being a starting quarterback before uh, Kenny Pickett took took over, maybe all of that really was what's played into things. Now, again, I'm not here saying that Matt Canada is definitely the answer. I'm not saying that, oh, practice has proven that Matt Canada is some genius. But what I'm telling you is that I don't think that he's this dunce that people have made him out to be. I've seen him call some very intriguing plays and concepts that get the right mismatches at the right points to create opportunities. And even there were times last year and the year before that where such opportunities were available, but they were missed. And that's part of what Kenny Pickett answered in his question was when he was asked, you know, as part of the deep shots that they're hitting, is it part of it the play calls? Is it the play calls or is it, you know, you seeing the opportunities? And Kenny Pickett said both because he's acknowledging I played a role in that. And there were times last year where I was looking at the L22 and people were saying like, oh, why aren't they throwing? Why are they throwing short again? And I'm like, listen, buddy, this guy was open here. But again, rookie quarterbacks, you get that. That stuff happens. But now he's not a rookie anymore. And even though he'll still just be a second year player in the NFL, he's seeing things. And I'm telling y'all, that's going to actually show us what the real Matt Canada offense has been waiting to become for so long. And I think that that's where, uh, you know, some Steelers fans are not going to have patience for this. They're like, you know what, just, just get me the next offensive coordinator. I don't care who it is. I don't care where you get them from. Just get them, get, get this dude out of here. And I understand that it's been frustrating. The Steelers offense went from in 2017, uh, one of the, one of the, one of the premier offenses of the league, 2018, still really talented, but not all the way there because Le'Veon Bell left. And then just it plummeted off of a cliff. Like it was Wiley Coyote chasing the road runner and falling onto Acme dynamite in 2019, 2020 resurfaced for a little bit, 2021 back on the, the Acme dynamite again in 2022. It wasn't even, it was just there. It was just bad, bad the whole time, but it was limited. And I think that this is now the first time that we're seeing him, see, seeing some offensive hope that this could be a lot different. And it's not just Kenny Pickett. Again, the offensive line they've invested into Isaac Siamalo being, being a difference maker, the players they brought in Broderick Jones, they're hoping to become a starter. Even Dan Moore jr. He's better than he's ever been before. And I think that that also bodes in their favor, but you got playmakers like Pat Fryermuth, like George Pickens, like Deontay Johnson, also a Steelers fan. I forget their name right now because I'm on camera, but they said the nickname of gin and juice, for George Pickens and uh, Deontay Johnson, who calls himself Juice, I like that nickname. So if, if you see Jen and Juice out there, that is supported by Chris Carter. I think that's pretty that's pretty dope. But I, I think again, looking at this offense again, Najee Harris and even Darnell Washington, who again had a really impressive toe tapping touchdown in the back of the end zone in the in the drills uh, on 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 Tuesday. I don't know if he's going to play a whole lot in this offense because there's only so many people that can get snaps. But, man, I'm telling you, there's some talent on this offense. There's some opportunity to run the ball, to throw the ball, to play that off of each other, and to actually finally have a balanced attack there. And as I've made it clear since the end of last season back in January, 
I said, you know what? I think that Matt Canada should get one more year. And if the offense still is not taking a step forward, you get rid of him. You try again with someone else. And it seems like at least in practice, we're starting to see these, this offense start to figure things out. Now, that means the potential's there. I mean, that means that there's something building there. Now, if this doesn't play out in games, that's a whole different ball game. And then we're like, all right, well, Matt, you had your chance. Thanks for trying. See you later. Here comes the next guy. But if this offense does get on the uptick, if this offense does become a problem for defenses that they're that they're struggling to solve throughout the year and creating easy opportunities, and again, it doesn't have to be a top ten offense. But if Kenny Pickett is the is is being talked about, you know, by the end of this upcoming season, the way that Trevor Lawrence was talked about at the end of last season. I think you're right where you want to be if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that you have everything lined up for you to say, like, hey, keep building. Keep, you still have a quarterback under a rookie contract. Bring in whoever else you need. Keep whoever whoever you want to keep and be aggressive in building this ro- this roster, um, you know, for the for, as a directive to Omar Khan and Andy Weidel of the front office. But again, on Matt Canada to answer Nate's question directly, I, I'd say I have more confidence in 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 Matt, in Matt Canada because I think we're starting to see more of what his actual offense is but again got to see it in games before I'm out here singing the praises of oh Matt Canada is a genius I think that there are certain things that are genius like that he calls that I'm like man that was really smart that he caught this off guard but he's got to be able to call it consistently and he's got to be able to to coach an offense to into into that into that success because that is the coordinator's job. We got another call that we're going to talk about with a with another question here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. So stay tuned to see if it's your call. I'm I'm your host Chris Carter. We'll be right back right after this. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host Chris Carter. I've done a lot of talking about defensive players and offensive players and more defensive players and more offensive players. But I have not talked a lot a li- at all about special teams players. So this one goes out to our guy, Jeff from Clarion, who asked about special teams. Jeff, take it away. Hey, Chris, Jeff from Clarion. My question is about special teams and then our depth on running backs. Do you see us having to maybe use another position like linebacker or safety to try to work on the special teams as we have very little depth? Um, you know, maybe McFarlane or Warren could play special teams, but why would you want to risk that with as little depth as we have? Um, my solution is, you know, Jacksonville has, I think their top five's better than anything we have from like two on down. Hopefully maybe one of those gets cut loose. What do you think? Thank you, Jeff, for your question. Again, 412-223-6644. If you ever want to call in uh, with a question, be sure to leave your name, where you're from, and keep your question under a minute, just like Jeff did. He did a great job, covered all the bases. All right, Jeff, let's get to a few things here. One, I know if people are want to talk special teams, they want to, they want to talk about kickers and punters. I'll say this. Presley Harvin has impressed me the last the last bit of camp because he has been booting the ball and Braden Mann has been giving him competition. And I think that this is the best punter situation the Steelers have had in quite some time. So good for them. Chris Boswell looks healthy. I think he'll be fine for the season. I think he'll get back to having better field goal records than he did this past season, which was pretty atrocious. Um, but let's get to your question here, uh, Jeff, because you asked about you know guys lining up. The Steelers have linebackers to play in to play in those positions. Mark Robinson is going to be there. They got the Gunners and Miles Boykin and guys like that. There are 
there are plenty of guys on special teams right now who are ready to fill in. And I agree with you. I, I don't think they have to put in um, the running back position in, on, on special teams um, because, they, like, you're right. They are thin there because right now the, the running back depth chart, uh, as far as realistically how to go play into the season, will be Najee Harris at one, Jalen Warren at two, Anthony McFarlane at three, and then potentially, potentially, you get Connor Hayward. It's kind of like the H-back guy that, that, that gets that gets thrown around a little bit. I know there's the talk about Kendrick Green being a fullback. I think that if he's on the roster, he's not officially a fullback, but y- you get what I'm saying there. I think that the, that the that this, the situation there, they're not going to lean on the the halfbacks, you know, the traditional running backs, but they might lean on uh, Connor Hayward a little bit to to, to play there um, on special teams, and I think that that would be healthy for health, healthy for the Steelers. But by and large, Danny Smith, what he does very well, he doesn't do, you know, he's you know, the, the, you know people look at the Steelers special teams, uh, you know, analytics. And the Steelers are rarely, if ever, um, at the top of the league when it comes to uh, special teams coverage and the the, the numbers that 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 judge, that judge that. But Danny Smith does a really good job as far as making sure that his guys fit the roles that he wants, and that they are able to limit the big plays and touchdowns in general. And I think that that's where the Steelers special teams is at right now is that they're, they're figuring out how to fit in. They did lose a lot of guys that played in those positions, but now I think that they, they are figuring some things out there. I think the other key thing that will be interesting to watch is who wins the punt return and kick return battles because the Steelers do have some speedsters on their roster. Now, Jordan bird was a guy I was interested to see if they would, um, if they if if they would try try to see it force him into that uh that that situation it doesn't look like that i think that he has kind of lost out to uh other people there uh calvin austin continues to be the number one guy there and gunnar olszewski looking like the number two guy there as far as you know building with the team but calvin austin still looks freakishly fast shifty in space and gave it to and and i think that he's going to be a problem uh another guy that, that i think could also look shifty in space is anthony mcfarland who's been getting out on people in practice um and uh he gave it to Quan alexander in space on on tuesday so i i think that there's there's multiple options there that the Steelers could consider, but I ultimately, I think that the special teams is in a fine place. It just depends on can Boswell make his field goals. And that's not something that, you know, it's about coaching. It's more so just about how focused he is, how, 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 you know, how locked in can he be? Uh, and where, where does he get, and you know, how does he kind of grow from that? And you know, how long, how much longer does he want to do, do the job with that kind of pressure? Those are the things that I think can be, can be uh, very interesting about special teams as uh, we continue through training camp here. Uh, on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Thanks again to everyone for your questions. Thanks again for calling in, uh, Nathan and Jeff. Sorry for those who we haven't gotten a chance to get to yet, but as you can see, we're pretty busy here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Uh, I'll be back out at training camp Wednesday for the last practice before they start to get set up and head out to Tampa Bay to cut to, to face their first preseason opponents in the Buccaneers. We'll get all that and more here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Stay tuned with us as the week continues. I'm your host, Chris 
Chris Carter. Remember to follow us, follow, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Read my work at the Pittsburgh Post Gazette and find this show, the Lockdown Steelers podcast, Monday through Friday on, um, on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed, subscribe to this channel for more. Thanks again, y'all. We'll see you again Thursday, breaking down of the Steelers and what's, ha- what's ha- happened to finish this week of training camp before their big game, their big preseason opener with the Buccaneers. Thank you.